0: We like it raw, because we're America's hungriest podcast, the pod people. I'm Matisse Van Rossum, and I'm as horny as I am hungry. I'm
1: 2003 bronze medalist uh, skier, Ben Sheets.
0: Wow, 2003, you did that when you were nine years old? Yeah. Incredible. It's behind
2: me now. Well, all things bright and beautiful, all creatures great and small, all things wise and wonderful, Cleveland ate them all. I'm Cleveland Mosier. That's me.
0: Well, this week we're talking about uh, my pick, and this is a film that I've been excited to talk about on the show for a while. Um, as I mentioned, this was one of my favorite Films, one of my top ten films of the 2010s. I don't remember what place it took. Go back and listen to those episodes if you care. <laughs> um, but we were talking about the uh, Belgian film Raw, uh, written and directed by Julia Ducournau, and starring Garance Marillier, Ella Rumpf, and Rabah Nait Ufella. And it is, um, I would say, maybe the nastiest coming of age film.
2: Ever made I'd be hard-pressed to find one nastier Certainly one
1: of the gorier um,
0: Yes, one of the, one of the more, uh, if you'll forgive One
2: of the more raw films Deeply, uh-huh. deeply unsettling yeah. That's this movie I well, was deeply unsettled <laughs>
0: Well, uh, why, why don't you why don't you expound upon that some? Like I've seen this movie a bunch, a bunch, a bunch of times. Ben, you've seen it a couple of times before. This is right? my second time. This is your second time it. seeing it, but. Uh Cleveland, this was your first time um, As always, let's start with the
2: first timer. That's right How did you feel about this thing? Um, that's right, I I, um, I do go first every time, so let's, uh, because well, when, the first Well, whenever, timer, whenever which is, you go first Which is yeah. every time. You're baby uh, But you I, I am, ba- as previously established I'm baby. Yeah, I went into this knowing nothing, raw, if you will, uh, and... How many times can we make that joke in this episode? Let's go. Let's do it Let's 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 try for, uh, is many as tolerable oh wait too late uh anyway so i didn't know anything as per usual i went in blind as hell like a babe in the woods i was quickly eaten by the wolves of discomfort that that are this movie it's dumb metaphor but you get it (laughs) this movie was uncomfortable as hell and uh i say that i say that with love in my heart and and only praise frankly uh for me it set out in what it intended to do with such masterful strokes I couldn't see this movie making me feel worse with its subject matter. I think it just – it it really hit the nail on the head. It tried to say everything it was trying to say magnificently yeah. and – Oh God! I don't think I can watch it again anytime soon. I loved it. I'm uh, it's gonna be hard. It's gonna be hard for me to watch that one again. I was shaken by that film. It has been on my mind for days. It had a little, it had an effect on me. It had a real. It had a real like tangible effect on me. I uh, yeah. It's it's been at the forefront of my mind.
0: Ben, how do you feel about this movie? I don't See, know if we've ever really talked yeah, about I, it. Uh, I know you. I know you. Know I, my I'm for I'm very it.
1: hesitant to you know go too hard on it. I think this is a good movie. I don't think it's a masterpiece, Mm. in my personal opinion. If you feel Uh, hard on it, go hard on it, dog. uh, Go raw on (laughs) it. Raw dog it. Raw dog it, so to speak. Um, I think the biggest problem I have with it is mostly structurally. Once it's revealed that there's a sort of cannibalistic tendency it jumps from 0 to 100 mm-hmm. and pretty much sure. stays there. There's no real sense of tension in the build or the development, even with the sister. Oh, I shouldn't say no, but it's kind of muted because it jumps so fast from one end of the spectrum to the other. Both times I viewed this, it just left me wanting a bit more. And I think this movie has some huge strengths in terms of visuals and a tactile sense of textures and being visceral. I think it's mostly just structural issues and some story issues that keep me from viewing it as uh the masterpiece that I know you view it as. Yes. Uh well we could talk about some of
0: those those structural things later because I would I would be curious to hear some specifics. But mm-hmm. um let's do some broad strokes first. Um the film is about a uh young girl, Justine, who uh is being uh dropped off at veterinary school by her parents. Um, it's established right at the beginning that her entire family is strictly vegetarian. She's never eaten a piece of meat in her entire life. Um, they're like so hard about it that, uh, when we see them at the restaurant at the beginning, she finds like a little piece of meat in her mashed potatoes and her mom goes up to like bitch. Be at, a Karen, yeah, yeah. Be a
2: Karen. And, and, well, and berate the poor service worker who like was just serving taters. See, that's.
0: On, on subsequent rewatches, one of the things that I think is so brilliant is because that's how it seems at the beginning. That's how it's set up. Like the, the parents seem like overly strict, like, uh, they're just like, they're sheltering their daughter, won't even let her try meat. But as we come to learn throughout the film, there's a, pretty significant reason for that but when i say this is like a coming-of-age film like it very much is uh in, in in like the most literal definition because like as justine goes to this vet school she meets up with her older sister who's a year ahead of her um everybody in her family is also vets Both her parents went to the same school, her sister's there, now she's there. And throughout the course of the movie, she is sort of like forcibly shoved out of her sheltered life and is forced to sort of discover everything about herself and the world from like partying, drinking, drugs, sex... Um, but also wrapped into that is a cannibalism uh, aspect um, that we learn more about as as the film goes on. Um, she's forced to eat a, a rabbit kidney as part of like a, a hazing ritual from the upperclassmen, and after she does, she discovers that she has an unquenchable hunger for meat for flesh.
2: A meat hunger.
0: Um, a meat hunger. The type of hunger that only hands can satisfy.
2: Whom's <laughs> <laughs> among us?
0: God, that's such a fucking dated reference.
2: <laughs> well, I, I didn't even catch it. <laughs> I have,
0: my tummy has the rumblies that only hands can satisfy. My stomach was making the rumblies <laughs> that only hands would satisfy. Llamas with hats. Oh, my God. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I've not right. thought about that since... That's, like I said, this is, dated. This is showing how old we are. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that, that bit
2: is well over a decade old, but what a film i can definitely see the desire for more there's a lot of ground for pinning that as stylistic preference perhaps because for me i wouldn't want more i appreciated how left field the cannibalism elements came from uh because as left field as they were uh, I was still deeply discomfort, uh, d- deeply uncomfortable. Discomfortable isn't a word. Uh, I was Dis- deeply—
0: discomforted, as
2: though. It's true. It's true. And I was both uh, uh, going up, leading up to that that realization. And the picking apart part and learning of it allows the viewer that opportunity to become attached to this character before the wretched fall. And that makes it even worse that you care about this person. So I didn't. I didn't necessarily want like Giallo out of out of this movie. It's a very French movie. Like it's, it's funny. It's Bel- very
1: Belgian. Belgian. Let's, okay. It's funny. They're not say, the same country. You say no. giallo because I get a lot of Giallo influences. In I this do too. Movie. Visually, in, in both visual both visually and approach to storytelling because it is very jumpy and scattered at times. I think I do want to push back a little bit on the the discovery aspect of it because I I don't think there's enough discovery and that's my biggest problem. I think oh interesting it's hmm. once she eats the rabbit liver and breaks out and she starts eating you know raw meat essentially you know what you're in for Uh, at that point i feel like sure you know where that's that's heading and there is a bit of a sense of dread to it but i think i almost wish there was more of a build to the actual cannibalism
0: okay so see here's where i'll disagree with you i i agree that if you see the, the the movie poster and, like, you, you've you seen the trailer at all, like, it's it's pretty obvious that there's a cannibal element to it. I don't think that the film ever really tries to hide that. And I agree with you that, like, as it starts to escalate, as she breaks out into hives and we see her, like, starting with eating cooked meat first and then we see her, she's bought a raw chicken breast that she's just eating straight out of the pack. It's like, yeah, we know. This is this is progressing to a point where um, she's going to eat human flesh. But I don't think that is really the reveal of the film. I don't think that the film is really trying to hide that. What I think the multiple reveals are how this affliction is not just confined to Justine herself, but to her family as well. Yeah, yeah like And the, I think-
2: the, the what they do is, they sorry, Ben, they set you up to think the, the, with the what. Like, the what is clear, but the why isn't. Like, she has a piece of meat, like she's forced to eat the rabbit kidney mm-hmm. um, as like a hazing ritual, and she vomits it up. Like, she can't handle it. And then she starts to go back for more. And you know the direction it is heading, but you can't really grasp it. Like I couldn't, at least, could not grasp it. Why? Yet she has some sort of insatiable appetite. You can put those context clues together with like the hair, you know, when she like gags up on her own magician's kerchief. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, of, that's such a great scene. Which is, oh my god, yeah. Uh, what a what a so nightmare. So repulsive. And you know that like it is like almost an affliction in some way. You don't know why she's feeling that way, but you see that it's it's something that she is torn on. And that, like, she doesn't want to feel that way, but there's, like, a physical compulsion almost. Yeah. And she is trying to deny it. And we don't know where this is coming from or why. It's not made clear. There isn't, like, a a spell cast on her or anything, like, dumb like that or, like, clear in the exposition to say, like, why this star veterinary student who's been a vegetarian all their life would go full-on cannibal. Apart from, like, they haven't had meat their whole life. But we know that that's not enough of a reason, right? So, it's, as so you what,
0: said, it's a it's a compulsion. Yeah,
2: and she it, she can't control her so, her flesh hunger. We don't know the why, and I think that is fucking terrifying. At least it it was for me. We know what's coming the first time she partakes of flesh. That scene is a good you know moment, and I think it's one
1: of the most terrifying moments in the movie. Um, but you know, once she has her first taste of human flesh we get a little interaction with the sister and one of the first scenes we see after they leave the hospital is on the highway right this is also indicative of that not enough discovery for me because i think you make a really good point about the fascinating element of this movie is the discovery of how it affects the whole family and how it's kind of a generational affliction mm-hmm. and i think that stuff is fascinating but we go from the sister losing her finger and maybe not being able to be a veterinarian ultimately because of it or as good of a veterinarian at least to her eating someone's brains you know there's it's such a jump that it's not a build and discovery as much as I would I I would want. So here's the thing about that. I don't think you're necessarily wrong, but
0: like one of the themes of the film is that Justine is having to catch up to Alex in Every regard. She's the younger sister. Alex has already been at school for a year. Alex has gone through her freshman hazing ritual. Now she's the veteran. You know, they they that's what they they call the the upperclassmen, the veterans. You know, I wonder if it's a pun with vets and. Vets.
2: Um, (laughs) I never thought about that.
0: But um, you know, like, so the the whole thing is like her sister, sort of like pushing her out of her comfort zone, forcing her to party. You know, the the scene where she loses her finger, where the sister loses her finger, is her sister showing her how to give herself a Brazilian wax because. She's like, I was already doing that at your age, you know, and that is a a very graphic scene as well. But, you know, um, it starts going wrong because she can't rip the hair out. And so she kicks her sister and she's holding scissors and it chops her finger off, you know, and we'll we'll double back to that because there's a lot of things I really, really like about that scene. But in the context of your point. It's like after that they go to the hospital we think that like the sister's going to be like oh my god I saw my my sister cut off my finger and I saw her eating it but the fact that she blames it on the dog with their parents doesn't rat her out and then is like okay that's Alex realizing that Justine has the same thing that she does. Once again, Justine is having to catch up. That's where we get the scene on the highway of Alex throwing herself in front of the car um to make them crash so she can eat the, the flesh of the of the car crash victims this is something she's done before
1: yeah and i think so
0: it's it's her once again being like okay i gotta i have to show you how to do this too i had to show you how to party i had to show you how to do drugs i have to show you how to dress and i also have to show you how to eat people you yeah, know and,
1: and going off of that you know i think it's really aided by the atmosphere of the veterinary school because this school is fucking intense yes. it is it is a very hostile feeling environment extremely um especially you know through the lens of justine who's kind of a more sheltered person mm. that it becomes very scary in a in its own yeah, way it's you know? horrifying everything um, is
0: everything is like a trial by fire you know and like the the upperclassmen are just relentless in, like, the shit that they do. Breaking into people's rooms, throwing their mattresses out the window, um, forcing them to, like, go to class in their underwear, shit like that. Forcing them to party. You can't go to sleep until we do, you know, shit like that. Like, it's it's like American frat bro shit on steroids. But I, I agree with you. Like, that's what makes all that shit so effective is because the school is such a hostile environment. And from, like, a production design standpoint, too, Like the whole school is very industrial. It's all it's it's brutalist. It's all like hard concrete. It looks um, it almost looks like Soviet. I know Belgium was never part of the Soviet Union, but it's definitely got that same like old uh, brutalist architecture sensibilities that are big in Europe. Brutalism is
2: the word. Mm -hmm. Uh, Absolutely. And I, I love that. The all the hazing rituals, too. Like I found the whole first half of the film before the big reveal. Uh, to be very believable, I-, I thought it did a great job of immersing me in this deeply discomfortable. Uh, I did it again, discomfortable. I <laughs> am um, just gonna roll with it. Uh, uh, this is this deeply discomfortable world, and um, there was so much to to see uh, and and to take in that that I yeah I could believe the hazing rituals where they they douse the the freshmen with blood, they force them to eat the rabbit kidneys. Yeah, they force them
0: to eat raw and animals. And they
2: organs. they trash their dorms when they first move in. These are all things you hear about. Yeah. Like, th- it is all very believable for, like, a freshman, like, coming-of-age experience. It, it, feels it does like- a great job of making you want to sympathize with this protagonist, mm-hmm. because all these things are also, like, happening to her, and you do see them as brutal, like, as very heavy, and, you know, she's tr- she's doing our best, and you know, too, that, like, the family that she comes from is kind of fucking weird, and what I'll say is, like, I, I have no qualms, and-, and if even, like, I'm, I'm-, I'm pro-vegetarian, but, like, when the first scene in the movie, when they stop at that or the second scene in the movie, when they stop at that diner, like, like they just give her some like mashed potatoes and like, that's all she eats. And it's like, that's like, that's, not enough nutrition you know for your kid like they're playing like substitutes it's like when your like... child
0: reaches a certain age they should be able to make those decisions for themselves you know but she's to not allowed to. whether she whether they want to be a vegetarian or not and that's that's what i love so much is that like the the parents do seem like overprotective mm-hmm. but you know we learn that there's that there's a reason for that i love when uh at when they're at the hospital uh when just uh alex gets her finger cut off and justine goes outside to try to make herself vomit uh and she goes back to her dad and he's smoking a cigarette and he's just like Do you smoke? She's like, Yeah he like hands her the cigarette (laughs) and then they share a few words, but the the crux of his his conversation is he says, Don't have two girls. It's too hard.
2: What a great dad!
0: And and at the and at the time too, you think it's just like, oh yeah, you know, raising teenage mm-hmm. daughters is hard. But when it turns out that the women in this family uh, are afflicted with cannibalism madness, uh, you know, then then uh, it it starts to take on like a totally different context. Like, don't have daughters, you know, mm-hmm. don't have daughters. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like he sees what's happening, even though we don't realize at the time that he sees what's happening you
2: yeah. know yar there's a curse in the family it's great it's that that same idea of uh, the sins of the father but you know here it's the sins of the mother which yeah right uh and i to, to go back to my my pro and anti-vegetarian argument i i i think it's fun because i can see people who are staunchly pro and anti-vegetarian both watching this film and feeling angry at it when i think it does a beautiful job of that's not, not actually saying anything like in in respect to like wh- how you should live your life and like what what your diet should be. Like, yeah, I, I don't think this film does that in really any way. It's really not what
1: the movie no, about. It's no. not.
2: And, and that that rules to to get like so close to that line and just to stay on point with it. Like, I, I, I love that. I, I really I really appreciate it uh, because I thought they were because the film sets you up to think that that's the theme you know but it it's not it's cannibalism well
0: and and you but- know the, like this this movie too and I, I know we're kind of like narratively jumping all over the place and i think it's kind of necessary in a in a movie like this that has like very well defined themes yes but there's like a pretty significant theme of like acceptance in this movie about like accepting who you are and and like Having to keep certain negative aspects of yourself under control, but like using that as a means of like personal growth. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, it's, it's almost like a, a metaphor for addiction. Right. In, in that, like, you have to recognize first, like, you know, first step, recognize the problem, sure. recognize who you are, that that is that is an issue that you have, that that is that is a, a concern and and then take steps to mitigate it. And that's that's almost the moral of, of this this narrative, you know, like she, she isn't killed by an angry mob at the end, you know, thank or, God or whatever yeah. else. It's not, you know, this isn't like a Frankenstein story or even a villainous drama. It's not a monster movie. Uh, yeah, in which fact, I think makes it much more horrifying. In
0: fact, for the extremely graphic nature of so much of this film, I think it has a body count of one. Yep, one person dies in this whole movie.
2: No car crash. We, oh yeah,
0: okay. No, you're right. The, the count of the car crash. Okay, three people die in this yeah. movie. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, there's another car crash at the very beginning, but that's uh, oh, uh, we, do, you know, you we don't there, we but, don't uh, see. <laughs> yeah,
0: okay, so four people. <laughs> Whatever. I don't know how many are in the car,
2: but yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, no. Which I also wanted to play back to. These because- people aren't
0: Hannibal Lecter, though. Is is my point. Yes. Yes. Um, and it's a great point. Which I think is is definitely a, a worthwhile comparison to make when talking cannibalism movies. Even looking at it like in the, with the familial nature too, like these people aren't the Sawyers from Texas Chainsaw either. <laughs> That's one of the film's strongest suits. I think is is like the way it handles. The cannibalism. It's a compulsion, but the characters are not evil, you know? You could make an argument for Alex maybe taking a little bit of, of pleasure in killing the people in the car crash to eat them. Like, mm-hmm. there's... You you could say that there's a little bit of a sadistic streak there, but with Justine, like, definitely not. I really appreciate that. Like, it's... And, and one thing that I think that is significant about this film as well is that, like, as a coming-of-age story, I think it's pretty rare that we get coming-of-age stories from a female perspective, Usually it's about, like, teenage boys, and they're usually
2: comedic. Well, you know, there is a another coming-of-age film, and I regrettably, once again, <laughs> and baby, haven't seen it. But I, I do think it's it's worth bringing up for those that have on the podcast, which I, I'm almost certain is both of you, carry.
1: Oh, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, that yeah. that is
2: exactly what Carrie is, as far for as sure. I understand it.
1: Well, it's also close in themes – and hear me out because I have I have an interesting read on both this is go for it. Somewhat close in terms of coming of age to spring breakers. Yes! I was actually gonna bring um, up Spring Breakers too. In nice. in so far oh, as yeah. my big read for this movie and its themes is kind of the story of repression and hedonism. Yes. As kind of two ends of a spectrum. We see throughout the course of this movie the hedonism of the intense veterinary school and the cannibalism paired together Mm -hmm. and it spirals out of control but you can also view both justine and her parents as kind of how moderation can bring you to live with that Mm -hmm. whereas with alex it continues to spiral out well yeah they're absolutely you're no you're you're 100
0: correct like there has to be a happy medium because we see that the repression that these girls have grown up with leads them to as is so often the case with with kids who come from super sheltered families once they get out on their own they go completely overboard because they've never like had the opportunity to do these things before they have no context for them they have no sort of anybody to guide them in how to approach things like partying and sex and stuff like that so they they just go crazy and I think that uh, like like the cannibalism is a metaphor or analogy for for that as well and I'm so glad you brought up Spring Breakers because <laughs> I think of Spring Breakers every time I watch this movie for that reason and also just like the party scenes are very Spring Breakers. Even outside of just, like, the the obvious comparison of, like, the neon colors, but, like, the way they're shot...
2: Oh, so good. The way they're
0: approached, that first one when they first go to the party, uh, I, I love that sequence because, like, it starts with us seeing all of, like, the underclassmen, like, crawling on their hands and knees, like, through the parking lot, just, like, in silence, like a herd of animals. It's... The way it's shot, it's, like, very surreal and, like, eerie and spooky and like they they gather them into like this parking lot and then they open up the door to the party and like herd them all in it's like all right you crawled on your hands and knees now go get fucked up yeah. you know and and then that that next scene is following Justine as like she stumbles through this party she's obviously never seen or experienced anything like this before and the whole thing is done in one take and it's
1: very impressive And you know there's a sense of claustrophobia to it because it's so close up on everything you know it's yeah. very tight camera work and it just gives you a sense of claustrophobia, paired with how loud everything is, to the point where you can't hear conversations. Yeah, it's a very intense experience. It reminds me of
0: the two of like the uh, the the pink room scene in uh, Fire Walk with Me when like uh laura and ronette are, are taken there and similarly like it's so bombastic and one of the things i love about that scene is that they don't lower the music to allow you to hear the dialogue like lynch puts subtitles over people because the music is so loud and i mean obviously with this we're watching a foreign language film so it, it's it, all it in comes, subtitles anyway. it comes with subtitles for for us non-french speakers but it, it it gives me a lot of those similar vibes too especially in sort of of like the loss of innocence that is is taking place there as well um it's a little bit less dark and raw than it is in that scene in firewalk with me but
2: no it, it is it is like a, a great uh, they're both great party scenes though mm-hmm. and uh what what i what i think is probably like I, I, the most impressive thing about that scene for me was uh when after showing the whole party we we've been brought through all the way to the back room where of the party uh where the sister is yep. we the camera pans over after their dialogue and we see that the sister has like a a german a, like dog. a german shepherd quickly the dog yeah, yeah and and this dog is just been so good, both like in narrative and also like production-wise. Very, very
0: well trained. What a
2: good dog! Like holy shit, to be like so well trained to like sit there while like everyone is like partying I mean, and moving and dancing it's around. It's a German
0: Shepherd. Yeah, I mean of yeah. course. Like like <laughs> it, 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 that's like, why the, that's the, that's most, the dog. But, like the best behaved uh, when well trained dogs. Yes. Like
2: um, but uh, it's it, it's it's impressive. Like yeah. regardless, because um, like you know, like animals get distracted very easily, totally. and like even even well trained dogs, and so like like having like a crazy party scene like that and getting the dog to like still sit and stay and follow commands is awesome yeah and it really makes like justine's character like cool too you know you know when you see a character with like a well-trained dog that's a cool person oh you alex know? alex sorry yeah. that's right I, I, I get them mixed up and the hazing ritual leading up to the party, too, like, I love it for the sake of world building. Like you said, they're crawling on their hands and knees like animals. It's a veterinary school. Yeah. The themes, you know, of cannibalism, like, are almost primal in nature. But what I like is that it all makes sense in respect to world building as well. Like, at this veterinary school, the first thing that happens is they're. Uh, their dorms are stormed, and all their possessions, their beds, all that stuff, are just thrown throwing out the out windows. The window. yeah. And it's that it's that idea, like it's it's almost cult like, you know, of like throwing away your worldly possessions.
0: It's a dehumanization, just like all hazing mm-hmm. rituals. It's yes, a, it's a dehumanization.
2: And and, and then tactic. you know they have to like walk on their hands and to this subservience. But what I think brings it around is you know that it ends in a party. Yeah, that their things are not lost; they're just thrown outside just to, just to scare them you know essentially sure like
0: but, um, but even it's, so, it's so like, fucked terrible. up
2: like I'm not, I'm not justifying it but like within the world it's cool
0: yeah uh, but, well, but it's, it's, IRL, a nice, it's a nice terrible place idea. to end it, it becomes that. it becomes <laughs> like less it's it becomes somewhat less sinister you know when it's like okay you've crawled through the parking lot you've had all your shit thrown out the window now go party but at the same time they're also being forced to party they're not allowed to leave you know they're 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 having drugs and alcohol and sex like forced upon them so you know there's a there's a darkness to that as well some other instances of like them using the veterinary school very well i think is like it's all it's all very believable like in world but also for like the vast majority of people who aren't Veterinarians and don't go to vet school, there's a kind of surreality about it that I think is really enhanced by just like the approach to a lot of stuff and how sinister it all kind of feels oh yeah, like the it's kind of
1: a grossness, yeah too.
0: well, like after the party scene like the next day, like their first day of classes, like the first thing we see is the being shown how to like tranquilize a horse, yeah. Um, you know, and we've got that, the, them, we see all of it of them, like shoving the breathing tube down the horse's throat and like hoisting it up by its legs and just like shit you have to do to, to do surgery on horses. But like for For someone who's not
2: used to that, it's, which is us, the audience. Yeah. Like definitely me. (laughs) And, (laughs) uh, it's, it is deeply unsettling, which, and later they have to dissect,
0: they have to dissect dogs. And there's the part where she walks into class late and there's just a cow in the classroom with like an ultrasound hooked up. And it's just like all of this stuff is like it's perfectly realistic within the within the confines of the film. But from like the audience's perspective, it's so surreal and otherworldly to me. And that's
2: why I feel like the tension is so well ratcheted up. And when we get to the full on cannibalism, I'm already at peak. Like, I-, I was already at peak, personally. And again, I-, I-, I think there's a lot of justification for that, and I'll, I'll let you chime in on that in a second. But, like, having to see a lot of those sequences was so much of enough. <laughs> for me like when she goes to visit alex and like she's just got her entire arm like up a cow's asshole <laughs> yes uh, I, was, uh, I was gonna mention uh, that like christ almighty like deeply uncomfortable and unsettling but it's all presented to us as just veterinary school and and we know and for people who that's work with why. large
0: animals it's totally run of the mill like farmers right. have to do that kind of shit
2: too yeah <laughs> absolutely but like for us uh uh-uh. uh. No, I am not used to seeing that. Um, and not
0: used to seeing somebody shoulder deep in
2: a cow's ass, right, which, too, which is why the school does the hazing rituals that it does like the bathing them, the students in blood, making them eat kidneys and stuff. It's to get them, like, on that it's to level, harden, them up. harden yeah. them up for when they have to do things like tranquilize a horse and put a tube down its mouth. Because here's the thing about horses if you do that process wrong, it will kill you. You can't fuck that up. So, like, those hazing rituals. Or to get you ready to, that.
0: or to get you ready to have to cut open and dissect a gold, and like a again, dead golden I'm, retriever. I'm you know? not
2: justifying hazing rituals, uh, but like you can see the logic in it. Yeah, like, and it, uh, whether there's a better way or not, like is is off the table because it's a fucking movie. But like within the world, like it it works so well. Yeah. And by the time we get we get to the other events, we've already seen so much. And yes, it's not from our protagonist, but again, that's what's so cool about it. Is like I get I get to feel for our protagonist up until that moment, and then you know my the rug was just pulled out from under me, and I loved that. I I thought yeah, and and so in that respect. I, I adore think, the pacing.
0: For but me, for me, Justine
2: see, is never
0: Justine is never
2: wholly unsympathetic.
0: Like it definitely becomes a little bit harder um, I, after watching her eat her sister's finger like a yes. fucking chicken wing, um, <laughs> which uh, is so well done. But I never stop like feeling like sad for her, kind of to an extent.
1: It's interesting because she's never. You know, unsympathetic, but she certainly is unlikable at times. At yes, times, very much you know? so. Very much, and so. uh, that's an important distinction to make because I think there is a sympathy to understanding that it's an addiction and a compulsion,
0: but you don't always. You well, know, and also she's being as we've talked about in the hazing ritual, she's like being forcibly dehumanized all along, so it's like she's u- losing multiple aspects of her hu- humanity simultaneously,
1: yeah. well, and I think the veterinary school you know really primes you for taking a very odd view of bodies and flesh in mm-hmm. this film, you know I think the 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 priming of having you know all of the The freshmen crawl on their hands and knees is a great, you know, example of that. And I think through that, you get kind of into the mindset of Justine in some ways. Um, And I think that's part of the reason this film works so well in terms of atmosphere and vibes so to speak <laughs> is a big vibes film bad vibes most of the time yeah, it's vibes yeah. this movie's yeah, vibes they're big vibes
2: <laughs> big bad um, vibes but
1: i will say i i don't see justine as particularly likable in much of this movie interesting um just because uh her compulsion is so intense that paired with the dehumanizing nature of viewing bodies it's sp- you know and flesh in this film it really
2: kind of distances the audience at times. See, I, I disagree on this respect. I think I think um, it can. It could distance the audience. It distance you. Personally, I, I relate very strongly to that that concept of like the Greek root for the term sympathizing being I suffer with you. The cannibalism is shown as a hardship for her, especially like with her like gagging on her hair. Like that sequence where she like vomits up her hair again is painful for her. Eating the rabbit's kidney is painful for her. So much she of is, the film is painful the, for this, her. The actress is so good at showing guilt. She does not want to be there. And yeah. she feels a need. And it's why I would love to talk about sex. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's talk about sex. And uh, the comparison that I have and where I felt like vibes of sympathy, that idea of growing up in a Catholic household – And being terrified of masturbation, right? Where you are told that, like, anything like that is dirty, it is wrong, it is not to be done, and you are finding any opportunity to deal with your own physical needs and compulsions.
0: Right. Right? Because you're going to do it, but then you're going to – feel guilty about it afterwards yes and and good
2: old catholic guilt and sex and well well, catholicism is not played up in this film and i I think it's for the better i i i do i i think it's for the better there's Um, not a
0: religious aspect of this film at all it is not but sex is yes and
2: uh because it's it's just as
0: it's just as much a sexual coming of age story as anything else
2: most definitely and and that comes into play uh, in respect of her still being a virgin, and it is a parallel to how she has not eaten meat, right? Right. It, it is used as a as a comparative there. Like uh, she has not had sex, she has not eaten meat, and it is an equal discovery. Well, there. and man, she goes to, college. To, to do you think the, extent- the
1: dad uh, every time he gets head, it's like r- playing
2: Russian roulette for him? <laughs> Jesus. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Also, Christ. yes, I, not, I would not have
0: thought about that. But yes. yes. Oh my absolutely God! Right. Ben, damn, uh, Shorty. Okay. Damn,
2: damn,
0: damn, Shorty. Oh. Uh. uh,
2: yeah. lol. uh But uh, I mean, also, yes. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, that, but that is the to, direction we're going. But but to, to bring it back to, to the yeah, academic- to go back to
0: your point, Clay Long, I, I think what you're saying is absolutely spot on, and I. It's, it's to the extent that her burgeoning sexual desire and her burgeoning craving for flesh become intertwined yeah that she is at a certain point unable to extricate themselves from one another that like when she is sexually aroused she has the hardest time like not taking a bite out of somebody it's like the extent when she has sex with her roommate later which is her first time which is her first time uh her gay roommate too which mm-hmm. is his first time having sex with a woman interesting stuff there well play. it's great because
2: it's about stigmatas right right like, uh, yeah and but they- She's
0: she's trying to bite him and he keeps like pushing her off to the extent that like at her moment of orgasm, she bites down on her own arm hard enough to draw blood that she like takes a chunk out of her own arm.
2: Yeah, she's got to take a chunk out of something. You know, I, right? which which is uh, just it's, yeah, she just like hor-
0: it's horrifying. It
2: really is. And
0: deeply un erotic.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, there yeah. is nothing like <laughs> hot about that scene at all. It is only uncomfortable. Uh but you you see how both characters are feeling it, you know? Yes. And and that that is so hard to do. That is really difficult to pull off that way. And I yeah, I, I yeah, I have such I have such respect for this film, like in that. I don't know if I can think of a film where I have seen someone uh, like like a a character with villainous traits like cannibalism, like evil traits. You know, we'd say like cannibalism or murder. I haven't seen a serial killer film or or anything like that where I have been made to relate with them so much. And that is probably the most deeply uncomfortable thing about the movie is that when the sister – when Alex is trying to give Justine a Brazilian – and Justine is is in pain, like and she kicks, and the scissors fly through the air, or the scissors fly off and cut off her cut sister's off Alex's finger, finger, yeah. And she passes out. And that moment where she stops, and I, I think I was even like shouting at the at the screen because it was it was getting to me so much. I was just like, "Oh no, I know what's happening now. Ah, oh, no, please don't no." And like it just really had me. And that moment of her picking up the finger and just looking at it. And knowing no words said, just just her facial expression alone, like it says so much. Yeah. Like the torment on her face that she just she knows she knows how fucked up what she is is doing, and she knows also what it will bring her. Well, and and, and fuck me sh- as an audience takes- member, like still not knowing why she feels this way. When she I am takes- just, I was just so like deeply fucked by that by that scene like i was so mortified
0: when she takes the first bite too she kind of recoils a little bit at first like she she surprised herself that she took that bite yeah that she like can't quite believe it yeah you know because she picks the figure up at the first like she dribbles some of the blood into her hand and like licks it but then when she takes that first bite she kind of like pulls back for a second like oh shit yeah I just I just and bit a little bit of my sister. Let, let me tell you something. Off, let me you tell know. you something.
2: And then she just dives into it. Tell me, tell me you didn't feel the same way the first time you tried to jack off, right? Like there's that <laughs> sense of guilt and fear and like you're like what am I doing? What is this? Wait, why does this feel good? It shouldn't. It's I'm not supposed to do this. You know, and like it she she reacts like like in such a way and again it is like that 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 thing like like discovering your sexuality normal good healthy or all on the same page cannibalism isn't it's a perversion of that and the relatability within that perversion of it is what is so fucking scary how the fuck do you do that in a film how do you like translate those ideas on on such an emotional level I was absolutely mortified. And and when like the, the fucking organ line kicks in and she just goes like the fucking, score is very good. Yeah, she just yeah. goes ham on that finger. Like I was I was just like trying to find the deepest crevice in the couch to hide in. Like I was I was so horrified. Well and that like, sinking that feeling. Because it's her sister's That's sing, That sinking feeling
1: you have throughout that whole scene as she, you know, contemplates and starts eating, turns into a full-on knot in your stomach when you see her sit up. her sister sister sit up in the background
0: yeah because so much of the like there's such a that that shot is so long of Justine just sitting there like eating and you can see the sister passed out on the floor in the background and it's like the whole time it's just like she's she's gonna sit up she's gonna sit up she's gonna sit up and then she does and like the look on her face when she sees that and it's like that's that is why I think the reveal of the sister also being a cannibal because at this point we don't know that this extends beyond Justine is so well done because the look on Alex's face when she sits up is like one of like astonishment and horror and like to see her younger sister eating her finger like once again like a chicken wing like that's how she's going at that thing <laughs> uh and it's just like you think like oh shit this is going to be like this is going to be catastrophic And then to have her, like, at the hospital be like, oh, yeah, they couldn't find the finger because the dog ate it. And to see, like, the look on Justine's face. And then after that be like, we need to talk. And then walk out to the highway. It's been a long time. It's like, oh,
2: it's so good. It's been a long time since I watched a film and, like, the plot hit a turn where I said to myself, we're only halfway through this. Why is this the end of the movie? (laughs) Like, what's going on? Like, I was, yeah, like, it, it really... It really did. For as much as you see her like pushing towards cannibalism, the rug was totally pulled out from under my feet with with like the sister setting up. Same time, and that first time I watched it worked for me too. Because if it was just if it just ended with her with cannibalism and then she moves on to the next host, fuck that would have that would have really like 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 uh, downplayed this film. But but that's what really brings it home. Like that's what knocks that ball out of the fucking park is the the sister seeing it, is witnessing it and her covering it. Because then you are you, – you have had some questions, like, obviously answered, you know, like, is she and when is she going to, like, revert to cannibalism? And now you're asking not only why, but why is the sister covering? Yeah. You know, like, beyond, beyond the obvious, like, it's her sister and, like, you know, she's going to want to help her get better. But that was made like, clear very oh, cool. <laughs>
0: you you also have an insatiable craving <laughs> yeah, for human flesh. That's made well, clear I, guess very quickly. Gonna, I guess I'm I guess I'm going to have to show you how to take care of yourself in that regard, too. I'm it's going to have to show you how to f- get a ready
2: supply of human flesh. It's it's fucking great because the film opens with a shot of that same highway that's, you know, like, you know, like visual Belgian, not French, Belgian countryside. And the road is lined by trees and it's field on either side. And we see a car driving down it and a figure in the distance leap out in front of it insurance fraud style and the car crashes and we don't know why we don't we don't know anything else and then titles and then we serve vegetarian character and i made a joke i think during the diner scene with like when she gets the potatoes and her mom's being a care and i'm just like yeah man you know if my parents were that shitty i'd probably want to throw myself in front of a car too you know like making a you know making a a, a, a poor taste joke well, that's, but uh like
0: that's the thing the film sets it, you up to believe that that was justine at the beginning yes it's but not. it's actually it's Alex. Alex,
2: yeah and that rules and i
0: I like I like that reveal too, because because she takes her to that same highway, like uh-huh. that is her killing ground' because yeah. uh- you
2: think, okay. The logic that that that, uh, imprinted on me, and it's very open, so I'm I'm sure it can be read many ways, but but the logic it imprinted on me was our character is going to go through events so drastic and so dire that they are going to want to throw themselves in front of a car. Right. And I could not have been more wrong in all of the best ways. It's a
0: great subversion. Oh, it's it's so good,
2: and it sucks, and it's horrible, and I never want to see this movie again, but man, it's so good. (laughs) I want to watch this movie again right now. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, sign me out but you know one day I'll watch it again like when I want to show it to someone I care about but good gracious I, I just I can't handle it and wow props to the film on that
0: well, let's, let's talk a little bit about sort of like the culmination of all of these events. There's a couple of uh, important scenes at the end that I think are very well done. There's absolutely like a jealousy thing going on between Alex and Justine. Like they're close, but they also have kind of a fraught relationship. Alex gets pissed at Justine and gets her super drunk at one of these parties and plays a, a quote-unquote Prank. It's pretty horrible on her, uh, where she, they end up in the morgue, and Justine is like so drunk she cannot even stand up, and Alex is dangling a corpse's hand over her and being like, jump, try to bite it, try to bite it like a fucking dog, uh-huh. and the whole school is there, and they're all filming it and shit, but it leads to uh, a, a fantastic scene where Justine goes to confront Alex, and they fight, oh. and are like biting chunks out of each other like while they're fighting and like that the the scene is is done really well in and of itself but what i think is so powerful about that
2: scene it starts as like an eye for an eye thing yeah. right it's like well you took a bite of my finger so i'm gonna get yeah. some of your cheek
0: yeah alex bites a chunk out of justine's face justine and well which there, is clearly
2: there's, why like alex got the video to begin with yeah. it's like she felt some resentment because it's like sam <laughs> so you, you know, you know ate like, my finger yeah. yeah it's like i was gonna teach you how to eat people but not me dog like come on fam you know she feels bitter and angry about that uh-huh. and so like the the fight starts with with alex taking a bite Cheek is an eye for an eye, and then, and and well, and there's there's like while they're fighting
0: too, there's a great moment where they're sort of locked together, where they each have the other's arm in their mouth, like their forearm, they're they're sort of like turn, like it's it's very dramatic. um But like the rest of the school, everybody who else is there, they all start like crowding around this spectacle because that's what it is and pulling out their phones and filming it like look at these two crazy girls like fighting and like biting each other and like what's so good about that scene is that it ends with Alex and Justine like Standing up with, like, their arm around each other and realizing that they are, like, the f- object of scrutiny and the fight turning into a sort of, like, bonding bonded moment because they realize that, like, they are the same, that, like, even though they're mad at each other, that they've, like, fucked each other over, that there's been, like, this rivalry, like, they together are more alike than anybody else around them so it's like there's that that familial bond and like that scene that that shot of them like standing up uh just like bleeding from like various bite wounds with their arms around each other where they like stumble off uh is is i think very effective
1: a lot of red flags that for sibling- everyone watching Oh,
0: absolutely <laughs> and also that sim- i another thing i think is great is that that sibling bond falls apart uh right after that too pretty much um with the 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 climax of the the end of the film justine brings alex back to her room they bandage each other up justine puts alex in her bed And goes to sleep in the bed with her roommate. You've got that moment, too, like where she walks out of the room and she takes the key and she almost locks her sister in that room. She almost does. I didn't even
2: catch that.
0: Yeah. (laughs) She, she She takes the key out and she closed the door and she has a moment where she's like about to put the key in and lock her sister in there. And then she doesn't. She wakes up the next morning next to her roommate, part-time lover, full-time friend, um, Adrian, uh, who's a great character that we haven't really talked about. Um, I don't know if we have time. but
2: um, uh, they, they do the same thing with a- – to summarize really quickly, they do the same thing with Adrian that they do with – Uh, Like with vegetarianism or sexuality, like with him, it's like very specifically like homosexuality and like how Mm -hmm. he's viewed and that like by him like sleeping with her, like he has to confront a part of himself that is, oh, I'm, am I not all gay? You know, and like, yeah. there's Something well, you know, the there's a to do they, with that. After but. the
0: first time they sleep together, there, there's a, a the moment argument. where they're they have an argument where that he's like acting strange, and she's like, "What's going on?" And like, it ends up with him storming out of the room and being like, "I I didn't spend 20 years in hiding to start fucking girls now." And you know, I'm just like, dude, it's
2: alright. It's okay to be by man. You know, that's it's all right. That's a that's a lifestyle choice. You know, you're you're cool. No one no one's gonna judge you. It's fine.
0: You're all right, dog. Except he's not because.
2: <laughs> Except he's not. <laughs>
0: Except he's not because uh, after she almost locks Alex in her room, she wakes up the next morning um, next to Adrian and like puts her hand under the covers and comes back covered in blood. And she pulls the the blanket back to reveal that a good majority of his leg has been eaten down to the bone. And I love the reveal of that too because she, of course, immediately thinks that she. Did it in her sleep because she, you know, she knows that she can't control this compulsion because yeah, like and, the hair
2: eating is assumed to be in her sleep.
0: Right. Exactly. Yeah. She's been eating. She's been eating her hair in her sleep. Right. Um, so she thinks that she has killed Adrian in in her sleep. And she's, you know, that that moment is, is great where she's like. She's like slapping his body and saying, why didn't you fight me? Why didn't you fight back? Why didn't you hit me? And, you know, she sees a a stab wound in his back that comes from like his ski pole. And she thinks that she does it until she looks over and sees Alex sitting against the mini fridge catatonic. When her eyes open, she's awake, but unresponsive and just covered in blood all around her mouth and uh yes that's when she uh takes her into the bathroom and washes her and and gets all the blood off her and everything and Alex goes to jail. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Maybe I missed it, but why exactly
2: was what was the reason for her being catatonic? Well, cuz she just murdered someone and eaten part of their leg. Like I think I think that uh, uh but I mean she ate like the, she's the, a, she's police, she's obviously brains. murdered and
0: eaten people before. I don't like I I don't know. She's just kind of in shock. Like it's it's well, she put
2: she also put the guy in the bed of her sister. Like like there's there's a lot of emotional like turmoil and conflict that could be going through Alex's mind at that yes, time.
0: Yes, to answer your question, it's not explicitly stated. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a
2: lot of organic reasons as to why.
0: Yes, it's I I think it's very believable. It is like she she I think, you know, probably realizes what a betrayal of Justine it is. You know, she's obviously very emotionally fraught. There's some, there's a lot of tension there. You also,
2: know? it mirrors the scene of Justine being caught eating the sister's finger. Now she is catching the sister in the same way, where yeah. the sister is just sort of, you know, in that state still, sort like, of shell shocked. The, the way I
1: read it is kind of back to that hedonism theme, where you know it's become so all-consuming that it just turned her into kind of a husk. Uh um, I think there's some of that
2: to oh, yeah, an extent. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it is I an addiction. So. Yeah.
0: I mean, she's she obviously killed and ate part of Adrian, like, partially out of out of spite. Like, there's that yeah. that's very obvious. Like, despite the fact that she and Justine sort of made peace and bandaged each other up, like, there's obviously still some sibling tension mm-hmm. there that is unresolved, well, is resolved by her killing and eating her boyfriend, you know, yeah. um, and, uh, and, you know, after that we get the, the, the final couple of scenes where they're visiting Alex in in prison, um, and she's still kind of subdued, um, not catatonic anymore, but sort of moribund. But worth noting is the the very final scene um, and the final shot specifically, where everything sort of comes full circle. Justine is back home with her parents, sitting at the at the breakfast table, um, eating, and
2: but only with her father,
0: only with her dad. Yeah, her mom has walked out of the room, and uh, and her dad sort of starts talking about like how difficult it was with her mom at first and being sort of vague and we don't really understand what he's talking about but as he's talking he starts unbuttoning his shirt and i love it too because every other scene we see in the movie he has like a scarf like wrapped up around mm-hmm. his neck very high like long sleeves. Yeah and he's all
2: smoking f- cigarettes in a very french i mean belgian uh, way and like, uh, uh. uh
0: but yeah as he's talking he he starts unbuttoning his shirt and uh, talking about how you know? Oh, it was difficult with your mother at first, but you know we learned to sort of, uh, sort of live with it, sort of figure it out. You know, and he opens his shirt and reveals that uh, his whole torso is covered in scar tissue and like some open wounds and like bite marks and shit. I mean, I mean,
2: it's, it's it's an orgy of evidence. He is he is just riddled in bite marks. great makeup, yeah. great makeup.
0: Yeah, it's it's it's, it's, it's something it's, that you it's
2: can, grotesque at a glance you can. Tell, that shit has been going on for decades well so, like. and that
0: it's also that means it's also likely linked to sexuality just in general yes you know that uh the the fact that some of the wounds are so fresh still implies that you know there's there's an aspect of of um cannibalism in their sexual relationship too and it's just like it reveals that this is a, a genetic condition that is passed down by mm-hmm. the women in this family, yep. that the women are affected by it. And that's, it brings everything full circle. That's why the parents have been so strict about their daughters being vegetarian. But there's still something to be said for being overly repressive, because how much could have been avoided if, as their children were coming of age, them explaining to them like, hey, so there's kind of this thing the women in our family have where if they eat meat they start trying to eat people when they get horny so uh, like there's there are ways to deal with this and let's go mm-hmm. over how to do so but instead they're just like nope you're not allowed to eat meat. Moral of the but story: it's like, What do they expect yeah. to happen when they send these girls out into the world? Yeah, well, it's it's again, it's exactly what that, happens. Like where
2: it's like you're you're so scared of your own sexuality that you repress it in your kids, you right. know. And what's the moral of the story? Have the fucking birds and the bees talk, you know, like make right, like make, make that shit like like an education thing. Deal with it. Like, Educate your kids. Yeah, yeah, like for fuck's sake, like have the talk. It, it's really what <laughs> it all boils down to, which is awesome. I really like that that uh, you can you can believe that. The the parents, you know, didn't bring it up. The only, like, element of fantasy in this film is this idea of, like, a cannibalistic lineage. And... It's great because it can be used as a metaphor for all the things we've, we've discussed right, on the exactly. podcast. Yeah. And fan-fucking-tastic, frankly, front to back. Are, are we ready for Yeah, rating?
0: let's rate this thing. Uh, I'll start because it's my pick. Um, I mean, just considering how much I've always talked up this film and my general fervor for it, probably no surprise to anybody that this is going to be a, a perfect 5 out of 5 for me. I can see why this movie would not be effective for some people, but for me, as some anybody who knows me knows, I have a spot a soft spot for cannibal flicks, and I think this is a really good one because I think it has a lot of really strong themes. It's a extremely powerful coming of age story. It's a completely unflinching film that forces you to look at things that you do not want to look at, um, and I, I just think it's a masterpiece, top to bottom, acting, directing cinematography, score, all of it. Uh, Yeah, it's it's five out of five for me.
1: Well, I, I mentioned earlier that I do have some issues with the discovery aspect of the movie and the progression of this movie. But I will say, on a positive note, I think what this movie lacks in some of that aspects it makes up for an atmosphere Mm. and bad vibes (laughs) i don't think it's a perfect movie i think it's a very good movie and however and i am very interested in seeing what this director does next because i think they have a movie coming out later this year Ooh, does she really? Um, I actually didn't Titan, know that. I think it's
2: called. All right, um, I'm interested. Is it but, like Titanic? But but it's less icky. Or maybe it's mm-hmm. more icky, Attack considering the, the director. <gasps> oh, I no. would. Uh, no, uh, no, uh, no, no, we're not no, going no,
0: there. no. Steering the conversation <laughs> <Damn>. away from Hannah. <laughs> Moo. <Mu.
1: laughs> so many funny things I can say. Weed Patrol. <laughs> um, fine, yeah, I'm gonna give this a strong. <laughs> three and a half out of five. Oh wow okay um leaning on four but I'm gonna give it a three and a half still worth checking out
2: with a bit of a caveat I- I'm gonna mirror teases i there have been other times in the podcast where I have come across a film where I've acknowledged uh it was very effective and it hit me very heavy but almost too heavy and I've reduced my score like because it hit me on a personal level and I just it, it it just made me feel like too shitty to to want to give it a five out of five. Sure. But this time, I'm not going to do that, and uh, largely too because I think like the the personal levels that it hit me on were less like deeply personal and more like just like on a human level personal. And I, I don't need to really explain my rating system; it's mine. Y'all can deal with it. It's, it's my moon logic, god damn it! And I'm going to give it a five out of five. I don't want to see it again for a very long time because I don't like feeling that way at all. I want to. I just want to watch happy movies for a minute. Can can we? Can we please? Uh, I just. This is a I just horror need, podcast. What are you talking yeah, we about? We can watch fun horror. Like there, we 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 can do that. Like there, there are other. All right. Just for a moment. Call, I'll try to come up with something. fun I just. Fun for I need to cleanse bank. my palate after this this deeply rich and delicious wine. But I, I need I need I need some water just just to like to breathe for a minute, guys. Uh, <laughs> it hit me really hard, but it's a very good wine. Uh, so I'm I'm gonna give it a five out of five, but but God damn. with a with a big old yeah it's a five out of five with just a big old goddamn in parentheses. I need a break. I need I need to breathe. That was a good movie, but goddamn. Well, well, next week. Yeah. Well, hang on. Uh, that'll give that'll give
0: Raw an average of four and a half out of five pods for us. But yeah, I'm sorry, Cleveland. Um, if you're it's looking fine. if you're looking for a good time not extremely dense uh, and hard to process film that makes you feel bad then uh (laughs) <laughs> I don't know what to tell you about next week, pal. Um, <laughs> we're going to have Katie and or Sarah. Uh, uh, maybe, hopefully both.
2: I'll just um, watch Total Recall again in my own time and just palate cleanse. It's oh, total Recall fucking rules. It, that's, that's a whole other slaps, story. But uh the um, point, it's a, it's a dumb, fun movie. Uh, but though that said, I do want to say preemptively so no one gets any dumb fan theories in their head. Uh, I have an extremely busy work week next week, and if I don't show up for the podcast, it is 100% because of that, not because... I don't want to show up because it's another heavy movie. I love heavy movies. I can totally handle it. I'm a big boy. I might not be able to make. Well, see. well, we'll I see. don't think we even said what it's going to be next. No, week. No, and you, and, you and you need. I don't, to be, but I, I
0: can read a vibe. And, and you uh, need to. You need to be there next week, regardless, because you need to see this movie. Uh, but uh, we're going to be talking about <laughs> the uh, the film, the 1981 film, Possession uh, by Andre Zulowski.
2: Um, is is that the one with the the lady? She's she's. Doing in like a clay pot and then the guy comes around behind her with the hands <laughs> <laughs> I'm yes. asking earnestly no that, no is that poltergeist no that's, no, that's ghost. ghost oh and it's not a
0: horror movie no, it's oh, okay. a romance it's a romance with Patrick Swayze and Meg Ryan I think so. I'm uh I take it at some point. It's not no you're not. It's not a horror movie. It's Damn. not a horror movie. Uh but no, we are talking about the absolute opposite end of that spectrum, uh, which is Possession, uh starring Sam Neill and Isabella Johnny. This is oh, Sam a, Neill. Yes. Okay. This film fucking rules. I'm hoping we'll be able to have both Sarah and Katie because I think that. Uh, oh yeah. I think that they were going to have. I, there's a lot to be said well, about the this Fire movie. Walk with Me
2: podcast was so much fun too. This
0: is this is going to be another one of those. Um yes.
2: If oh, I'd love to be there for that. Th-
0: this is going to be this is going to be another one of those. Uh, if you liked our Fire Walk with Me episode, definitely you're going to want to tune you in. Now can not. That's one of our best. Definitely going to want to tune in for Possession uh, next week because we're going to have at least one, hopefully two. Very smart ladies on the podcast talking about a a very uh, dense, thematic, incredible horror film. Um, so definitely, absolutely get hyped for that. Uh, Cleveland, do we have a sponsor this week?
2: Yeah, uh, this the sponsor. Uh, oh, yeah, it, it's it's uh, cor- Cornmeal Sun, the the finest producers of uh, vegetarian uh, human uh, replicant meat uh yeah tired of uh feeling like a cannibal uh, but but also being a vegetarian fear no more with thing i said get get it and and eat it and and it's all plants but but it, it tastes like it's people. people it's uh it's the vegetarian it's the tofu get, people. get your uh get your uh uh, uh soylent farms uh uh, oh, Soylent Farms is good. Yeah, get your Soylent <laughs> Farms. That's what it's called now instead of the thing. Soylent I said.
0: is an actual company. They do not actually sponsor yeah, the yeah. podcast. But Soylent Farms isn't. I
2: don't is think so. Fuck them. Uh, uh, Soylent <laughs> Farms is uh, the, the the thing. And get it. And uh, uh, it's it it is it's 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 like tofu, but but tastes like man flesh. You get it. That's the joke. Here we go. All right. Well. That- <laughs> 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 That's good.
1: You did get me good. That's good. That's
0: what All we're right. here for. That'll, that'll bring us to the end of this week's episode. If you like the show and how could you not, uh, then leave us a five star rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a nice review. Help us work our way up in those numbers. We appreciate it and we won't eat you if you do it. But if you don't, we will. Damn, Shorty! It's <laughs> all right. Okay. Okay. I wasn't, I wasn't made privy to that before, yep. but okay. We're eating anybody who doesn't give the podcast <laughs> I, a five stars on F Podcast. I guess, I guess that's what we do now. I had I to say
2: in this, but if, I, I gotta gotta follow along. So, so
0: you better do it, or yeah. we're gonna come eat you, and uh, not in a good way, and not in a good way. Um, but uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at Pod, People Pod and at letterbox.com slash com slash PodPeoplePod. Where you'll find a list of all the films we've talked about on the show, with our average ratings and links to those reviews. I'm on Twitter at some spooky snake. I'm on
2: Twitter at Mr. Sheets. Yo, and I'm on Twitter tweeting for Light Arc Studio as we further progress on the game that we just put out a fucking awesome update Tower for. Call we fucking out. did it, people. Tower call people out. all these times that you've been listening to the tail end of this podcast, and bless you if you've actually listened to it every time, by the way, and haven't just skipped past the end. This is for you. This this update that we've been fucking foreshadowing for ages is out. It's out. Go and play it, man. We did it. We we did it. We put out a Fucking awesome update, and it rules. And something we, like four we did. hours of content. It has Cthulhu nights in it, fully what else voice could you acted. Fucking ask for
0: people a bunch of great music yeah. from Ben, a great art from Clavering. Over
2: an hour of new music by Ben and Tease. Fucking killed the story, man. It's so I wrote cool. It. there's so many twists and turns and Lovecraftian bits. Oh, if you like deep sea horror and strategy, and like even if you don't it's there's something there for you you know it it rules and we're fucking proud of that shit so go fucking check it out right goddamn now it's it. back on steam and if games aren't your shit tell your friends we're grassroots this is it this yeah. is like we don't have fucking marketing money and shit so please we love you and yeah that shit is out we did it we're proud check it out obviously it
0: is uh ten dollars and if you get it now in early access you will get all future updates all the other updates we're doing free and there will be uh a healthy number to come there's still uh, there's still this is just this is the first of many chapters of the game this fucking
2: update and you can probably tell us i'm drunk and i'm ranting but like uh, uh but but this fucking update had four hours four hours roughly of uh, uh depending on your play style of of new content you know we're gonna keep putting that shit out that's so the really length of of,
1: uh, of a lot of indie games in themselves that's yes. the
2: length
0: of the snyder cut that's right, <laughs> that's, right. that's right and we're just instead four of, dudes with watching, no budget
2: instead of watching the snyder cut you could be playing it stairs mm-hmm. back yeah and it's quality fucking proud of that shit so yeah there you go that's right. that's my little bit and well also, drop your art, art on Art station drop your art station, yeah. station too, Just search yeah. my name cleveland mosher m-o-s-h-e-r uh and uh, you can see my work on art station if you want a commission i might be available might not you know um but i'd love to i'd love to paint you a scary picture or a happy picture i uh, after this it, you want you want like a bouquet painted oh i got you fam i need to i need it i, I need i need a happy uh i also work uh at Dread XP uh on uh the Dread collection games uh stay tuned for the Dreadx uh Dread X collection the hunt which is a shooter game as well stay tuned for that i'm doing the key art for that one and qa so it i already know i've been playing the games on it before it's come out they fucking rule you're gonna have a great time to play that game too lots of fun games all right that's all from me all L- right. I, you're great
0: thank you as always for listening we love you we appreciate you and until next time, keep it real, keep it raw, baby.
1: Give me the mic so I can take like it away. Yeah, <laughs> Off on a natural charge, born for yards. Yeah, from the home of the Dodger Brooklyn squad. Who tank, killer on the floor. Rain on your college ass, disc don't well, you didn't even touch my skill, you got to go through one killer B and he ain't gonna kill now. Chop that down, pass it all around. Lyrics get hard, quick, see back to the ground. For an EMC and any 52 states, I get psycho. Killer Norman Bane, my producer Slim.